4.14 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, during the show yesterday, or, you know, shortly before we went on the air, uh, news broke that uh, Native American activist uh, Dennis Banks had died, and uh, we didn't get to touch on that too much uh, during the show. But uh, I wanted to return to it a little bit because it's important to Mark. Uh, Dennis Banks, if you don't know or don't remember, he co-founded, helped found the American Indian Movement and uh, was involved in the Wounded Knee Occupation in 1973. He died uh, over the weekend. Uh, They announced it Monday. He was 80 years old. I believe he had uh, pneumonia after complications from some surgery. Um, You know, for us here in South Dakota, of course, uh, Wounded Knee is is a big deal, and uh, not just because of the massacre there in 1890, uh, which is... uh, part of uh, which was the last great conflict between the uh, tribes uh, of the Northern Plains and the U.S. military. Uh, About 300 people died there. And then, of course, in 1973, AIM took over that very small village, essentially a church and some couple of houses uh, for 71 days, became a national, big, a big national uh, uh, news event. And uh, two Native Americans died. Uh, several FBI agents were injured in some shooting back and forth. Um, but he, uh, uh, Dennis Banks, passed away over the weekend. And, and uh, I got a chance to catch up this, uh, earlier today with uh, Bill Means, who currently lives out on the Pine Ridge Reservation, spent a lot of years in Minneapolis. Um, he is, of course, the brother of Russell Means, who was also one of the organizers of AIM and is a uh, important figure in South Dakota history. Um, and so we got to chat a little bit today with uh, Mr. Means, and I want to play a little bit for you here in a moment. I, I think it's interesting. There's a lot of people, you know, the, the, the AIM is such a, uh, a contentious and controversial organization in our state's history. Uh, they were involved not just in Wounded Knee, but the uh, occupation at Alcatraz, which you'll hear a little bit about, and also, uh, you know, riots. There was a riot in the Custer Courthouse. There was a riot in the Minnehaha County Courthouse uh, uh, in which um, that's the incident that led to Russell Means' uh, only conviction, uh, only criminal conviction for uh, inciting a riot because he refused to stand in the courtroom when Judge Joe Bottom came in, they had moved that trial that had led to the Custer riot to Minnehaha County. And um, coincidentally enough, that was the charge that Bill Janklow, former Governor Bill Janklow, pardoned Russell Means for uh, when he was leaving the governor's office. And it was Russell Means who told reporter Dave Kranz at the Argus Leader, uh, who told me, and I was working the night desk, that he had been pardoned, which led to uh, many months of investigation, a Supreme Court case, and the revelation that Bill Janklow had uh, illegally pardoned uh, a couple of hundred people. So, uh, you know, all things are related, and uh, it's uh, Russell Means plays a, uh, a fairly significant role in my life as a professional, but uh, obviously Dennis Banks and Russell Means, they are uh, historic figures in South Dakota, and like them or don't like them, um, they are interesting to learn about. And so I got a hold of Bill Means today uh, on the phone and 
This is a little bit of our interview from earlier today. When did you meet Dennis Banks? I met Dennis Banks in 1969 when I returned from Vietnam on Alcatraz Island, San Francisco. And that was when AIM, that was one of AIM's first big uh, uh, adventures or uh, uh, actions was occupying Alcatraz, was it not? No, actually Alcatraz uh, was occupied by several other organizations, including the students at San Francisco State University, mm-hmm. as well as American Indians United, led by Lehman Brightman, and several other Bay Area organizations. Mm-hmm. But AIM was visiting there at a national conference. Oh, okay. So we, we did a daytime excursion to Alcatraz. So we were just there for the day. And that's where I met Dennis through my brother, Russell. Yes. So your brother, Russell Means, was uh, eventually... He and Dennis and, and the rest of you folks uh, formed AIM. And uh, was that the first time? So Russell had met Dennis before, uh, but that was the oh, first yeah. time you met him. Uh-huh. And then uh, yeah. how long were you out on Alcatraz then? We were just there for the day. Okay. And so you went back, but the but the occupiers stayed, right? Some AIM members stayed out there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Some AIM members were there already or stayed there, but... Most of us just went for the day to see what it was all about because uh, at that time, most of the activities of AIM were located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, exactly, um, which is where you still live today, correct? No, I live in, in a Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. I oh, moved okay. back about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, so what was Dennis like? Tell us uh, what he was like as a, a leader and an organizer. Well, first of all, I think he was a very dynamic speaker uh, to be able to, you know, inform people about the issues of Indian people. And then I think he was uh, he was one of the bravest men who was always willing to stand in front of the front lines as we went in various demonstrations around the country. And he was also, in many ways, an academic because he later served as a chancellor and teacher at Loneman School in Oklahoma, South Dakota, on the reservation. And he served as a chancellor in California at a tribal university known as DQ University, which was located uh, near Sacramento, California, in a place called Davis, California. Yeah. So from the from those days, uh, from the occupation at Wounded Knee to the uh, other activities that, uh, whether it's protests or uh, activism that you were involved with, um, what do you? What's going to be your lasting memory of of Dennis and his work? Well, one of the things I thought that was dynamic about his ability to organize is he always said, we can't just protest. He says, we've got to provide solutions, solutions developed by our people. And he believed very much in the process of self-determination and preached that wherever he went, especially to white institutions that worked on the reservation including BIA, 
you know, the welfare system. Wherever he went, he said, how many Indians you have working here? And he challenged them immediately. And so I think that's one of the things that sticks in my mind is his demand for Indian people to be responsible for the programs. All these years later, what do you think? Did you did you guys make a difference? Did you change things for the better? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, we brought the spirit of self-determination. We brought the spirit of treaty rights to the forefront. We brought the spirit of resistance uh, against the extractive industries that invade our country on a daily basis. We brought the spirit of treaty rights uh, to a higher uh, level than they had ever been before. And so I think our legacy will live on in the work that we accomplished as the American Indian Movement. And that was Bill Means talking about the passing of Dennis Banks, one of the organizers of the American Indian Movement back in the late 60s and 70s. Uh, of course, uh, very much involved in the uh, wounded knee occupation and the uh, subsequent uh, fight for Native American rights and uh, treaty rights, as he mentioned. Uh, but, you know, also very controversial to this day in uh, Indian country, including Pine Ridge, where obviously there were deep divisions in the tribal government and the uh, between the tribe and and uh, the uh, folks, the activists who had come there, um, as as uh, uh, Bill said, Bill means uh, Dennis was from Minneapolis and uh, Russell and. He and uh, the Means brothers had grown up, I believe, in, in had born in Pine Ridge, but grown up a lot in California. And so their coming back was often seen as some sort of invasion. And so there was a, a lot of people died. I think one of the things that we forget uh, is that during the 1970s, during the action of the American Indian Movement, a lot of people died. And for a long time, uh, there were uh, many cases, as I recall, there were a few dozen several dozen cases of uh, missing and uh, murdered people that were unsolved. And so it was, it was something of a, a civil war, and, uh, but it was very violent, and you can't get past that. Um, it's, it's unclear. Well, we may never know. I mean, a lot of these guys are dying. We may never know what happened. You'll remember the anime Aquash case, which was very famous, that eventually was prosecuted. Uh, so... You know, it's a, it is a tumultuous time in our history. It's an interesting time in our history, but it's our history and it's important to never forget it. Uh, coming up on the Patrick Lally Show, after the news at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to Valerie Schoenwell. She is with the Sioux Falls Human Relations Commission uh, and uh, she will be in here to talk about the uh, recent uh, release of a study on the uh, it's called the Municipal Equality Index, and it measures our policies regarding LGBTQ residents, and uh, we'll be talking more about that and how the city has improved. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Main Street Cafe is just one of many non-food gathering places